Okay, let us begin. Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to be alive. We're blessed to have the opportunity to grow, to change, to, to live the life that we choose, that each and every one of us chooses to live. Baruch Hashem, that's one of the most powerful things, if not the powerful thing, that a person has, the fact that he is alive, is the ability to choose. And what Hashem wants us to do is to choose life. What is life? What is life? Life is working hard. Life is challenging. Life is growing. Life is changing. So is that one of the greatest things, the gifts that we have, is the ability to push ourselves and to work ourselves. Adam l'amul yulad. The Yitzhahara, Nachash Afar, Lachmo, is that the snake, the Sitra Achra, the Yitzhahara wants us to be lazy. The Yitzhahara wants us to wait until it's uh, all sunshine. And he wants us to wait till everything is perfect. Because when everything is perfect, then I'm going to do what I need to do. But the truth is, there's nothing further from the truth. And that is that a person has the ability to make his circumstance and make his life the way he wants to make his life. Every person has the ability to see what he wants to see. Is to see the good and to see the blessings that we all have, right? It's very easy for a person to get up in the morning and to say, okay, I didn't have enough sleep. Oh, let me read this. This is what, oh, listen to this. I was, this is one of the things I was actually thinking to, uh, <clears throat> to read every morning. So we'll see, we'll start with today. It's like what, one of the most unbelievable things. Here it is. I think this says it all. Here we go. I'm reading this from a book. Um, but basically... I have been engaged for all these years in the lives and circumstances of people, many of whom live in crushing conditions, where there's lack of food, water, shelter, freedom, or opportunity. Every move and every conversation, right, is, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't read that right. Others, by every measure, have bounty way beyond their needs. More money, more food, more cars, more clothes, more education, more services, more freedom, more opportunity, more of everything. Yet surprisingly, in that world of overabundance, in our world of overabundance, the conversation has dominated what we don't have. No matter who we are or what our circumstances are, we swim in conversations that there is not enough. Listen to this. The first thought of the day, and this is why I always say, we start off, a Jew is the exact opposite of this. A Jew starts off the day, modeh. A Jew starts off the day, what I do have, with abundance. Listen to this. The next one is, right, a person starts off, I didn't get enough sleep. The next one is, I don't have enough time, whether true or not. There's the thoughts of not enough. They occur to us automatically. Thank you very much. Before we even think, thank you, Menachem. Before we even think to question or examine it, we spend most of the hours and the days of our lives 
hearing, explaining, complaining, worrying about what we don't have or what we won't have. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough rest. We don't have enough exercise. We don't have enough work. We don't have enough profits. We don't have enough power. We don't have enough wilderness. We don't have enough weekends. And of course, we don't have enough money ever. We're not thin enough. We're not smart enough. We're not handsome enough. We're not fit enough. I'm not educated enough. I'm not successful enough. Unbelievable. Before we even sit up in bed, before our feet touch the floor, we're already inadequate, already behind, already losing, already lacking. And by the time we go to bed at night, okay, anyway, etc., etc. I love this. I love this. The opposite, the opposite of what we're trying to do. The opposite of a Jew. The opposite of someone who wakes up in the morning and says, Modani Lufanecha, thank you, Hashem. That's part of the that's part of the um, that a person does is thank you that I could see, thank you that I could move, thank you that I'm alive, thank you that I can grow, thank you that I can change. I have everything. I have everything plus. I have everything plus to accomplish what I want to accomplish. Now, one of the reasons... Yeah, Yehuda. I was clo- quoting from, from two books. I'll, t- I'll show you later. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. Right? What? Yeah, it's qu- it quotes one of those. It's, it's an excerpt. I have the original text. Oh, the shot is like this. Each and every one of us, each and every one of us has so much. The reason sometimes we, we want to feel the lack, the reason sometimes we want to feel the lack is because it gives us another excuse why not to work hard. Because if I'm missing this and I'm missing that, that's another reason why I'm not working hard. As opposed to, you know what? I have everything that I need. I have everything that I need. Okay, so what's the problem? So if I have everything that I need, so now I gotta get whatever it is that I wanna get. But as long as I'm missing something, as long as I tell myself, oh, this is the problem, and this person's the problem, and this is the problem, and we look at everything around us as that's the problem, and that's the problem, and when this one gets elected, then, my, then I'll be happy. And when this one has this, then I'll be happy. When I get the better chavrusa, and when my learning, when I stop all my anxiety from my learning, and I have all my, my problems solved with my parents, with my family, with this, then I'm going to go ahead and get to work. There's nothing further from the truth. If a person decides, if a person decides and he wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to focus on everything I have. I'm going to f- focus, as we're going to learn soon about Yaakov Avinu in a few weeks. Yeshli Kol. Yaakov Avinu says, I have everything. Esav says what? Yeshli Rav. I'm missing this and I'm missing that. I'm missing this and I'm missing that. But first, when you realize I have everything, that's a very big responsibility. Because once I have everything, then I need to ask myself, okay, now what do I have to put in the work to get to where? Once I say I have everything that I need, once I look at things and say, you know what? He's not the problem. I'm the problem. As we know, when you point your fingers, three of those fingers are pointing at yourself. If that's not the problem, that's not the problem. He's not the problem. That's where Lush and Hara begins. Well, Pedro, I don't know why I keep on uh, missing day 38. What? Day 38. That's why I love starting off with Lashon Hara. That's why I love to remind myself that it's not the person 
outside of you. It's not that person who you think is the problem. You're the problem. You're the problem. And once a person realizes, as, as, as uh, Zalmi told us a few days ago, last week, as Zalmi said so beautifully, right? It might, it might not be your fault, but it's your responsibility. You're right. That guy might be this. That guy might be that. That guy this. But it's my responsibility to live the life that I want to live. And as long as I'm pointing fingers at people, as long as I'm finding fault in everybody else, know what that does? Every time I find fault in somebody else, it gives me another excuse. It gives me another excuse of why I'm not living the life that I want to live. It's just another excuse. Every time you say, oh, my roommate, my mother, my father, and, and, and good, it might be their fault. I don't know. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's your life. At the end of the day, it's your life. It's not like you're 15 years old or you're very young and you're at a stage where you could blame the whole world and say, listen, I, I don't know, I come home and my, mo- my mommy makes me my lunch and my supper and my breakfast, which is beautiful. That's great. So you are totally dependent on other people and you got to go to school and you got to do your homework. Everyone sitting here has made a choice, has made a decision, has made a decision. And the more we focus on the good of our life, and the more we figure out how to focus on the good in our life, and someone can say, oh, it's so hard. Okay, it's so hard. Okay, beautiful. Of course it's hard. It's hard to make a million dollars too. It's hard to make, oh, so good. So you're not gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna quit before you even started. So that's why we begin with Hilchus Lashnara, because when you begin to look at other people, and they're beautiful, everyone's beautiful, and you begin to look, and you look at the world, that the world is beautiful. And you look at everything that you have as beautiful. And you look at every situation as an opportunity. That's when you truly begin to live your life. Question, comments, and then we'll learn the, uh, we'll, we'll begin with the halacha itself. Isn't therapy the opposite of that? That focus more on how you're feeling, that you can and you feel the pain, and you, uh, and, and, and they, they never, this, what I'm hearing is the exact opposite. So it depends. I don't want to get into the theories of psychology. It depends which theory you're, you're, you're um, going to. CBT focuses very much on this. Cognitive behavioral therapy. You're talking about Freud, you're talking about classic back in the day, which is also... CBT. Oh, CBT, I don't know. CBT focuses very much on, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, moving forward, changing... changing. All right, so we'll talk. Maybe you're, ther- maybe you're being sprinkled with other stuff also. Okay, we'll talk. It depends which, it depends which, uh, which, which, uh, huh? I already reached the conclusion. Uh-huh, okay. Same. But either way, either way, okay, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm what. I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. All right. I'm with you because right. that is good for the Holy Spirit. Right. Unless it's necessary for whatever reason. Right. Like, you know, because what I'm hearing is the exact opposite. Right, correct. <laughs> right, okay, but I'm not, I'm not sure what you're, I'm saying maybe we'll talk privately. I'm not sure what you're, what, what your point is, but I'm saying, My you know. My point is, is that here we're focusing that I'm the problem. Of course. And, and I'm, in therapy, that's not the focus. The focus Depends what you're there. Is that So it may, it could be, so Rabbi Regensburg, it could be your, say, I would say, my experience. I, I've been to therapy. I, I went to therapy. I, I went to, no, so that's what I'm saying. It depends on your experience. My experience in therapy was very, very, very beautiful experience. I had two therapists way back in the day, and they were beautiful, and, and we focused exactly on what I'm talking about now. So I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, that's, it could be a personal 
experience that someone has. It's possible that a person could have a therapist that, that, is, that is, you know, n- not the best therapist, not a good shidduch for him. I don't, want to talk, I, don't, I don't want to talk about that. But, that, but, but the, bottom line is, the bottom line is, right, the bottom line is that anyone who is helping anyone, right, anyone who is, I'm not sure that if that's what you're referring to, anyone who's helping someone and anyone who is going to get help is going to be helped by learning how to understand the responsibilities that I have, the responsibilities that I have to heal, the responsibility that I have to feel pain, the responsibility that I, that I have to experience whatever it is that I've been through, whatever it might be. But the point over here with the Chavot Chaim is that, is that to try and learn to look around yourself and to look around and to see beauty, to only see the good. And that can be a goal of yours. Make that a goal of yours. It's a high goal. It's a high dream. But make it. It could be. Why not? It doesn't mean you're not going to slip. It doesn't mean that it's not hard. But that's something that we want to try and do, is to live that life where everything that I see is beautiful. Okay, anyone else had before we start the halacha? I made a bracha on the, on the water. Okay, let's learn the halacha. Says the Chavetz Chaim. Avoiding questions that lead to Lashon Hara. Unless you know that the person who you are asking is very careful and therefore will answer, will not, the answers will not contain Lashon Hara. So you have to be very careful if you're sitting around talking to some, to a group of people and you're going to say comments. For example, and this happens all the time, right? Do you like your teachers? Are you satisfied with your doctor's service? Are you happy with your daughter's school? How is so-and-so's husband? He used to learn so well as a bacher. Is he still learning well? How's this person? Whatever it is, you're asking. How is Shabbos? How is the wedding? Right? How was your Shabbos in that yeshiva? Right? How was the wedding? You know, that's a very dangerous question. How was the food at the wedding? Very dangerous question. How was the band at the wedding? Very dangerous question. Now, of course, if you yourself are looking to hire a band and you're inquiring about the band or you're inquiring about a caterer, that's a different conversation. That's not for us. Nobody here yet is at the stage that they're looking for, uh, for a wedding hall and a caterer and a, and a band. Right? Even if you're getting married. What? You already got a band. We got SLA. Right, exactly. Oh, very good. Okay. It is best to avoid discussing, asking, right? Obviously, why people got divorced. Oh, what happened? Why they get divorced, right? Why? Because most often it's going to result in Lush and Hara being spoken about one of the sides. Why they get divorced? Oh, because uh, they were getting along so well. I'm saying, well, why they get divorced? What does it matter why they got divorced? Do you know what led to the Goldsteins' divorce? So if information must be investigated, for a, for a shidduch, that's a different conversation. Litoelis, whatever it might be, that we'll, we're not talking about now. When asking these questions, one can not only be over Lashon Hara, because what you're doing is, you are, you are preempting someone to see the negative. You're preempting for someone to say the negative. You're preempting, and uh, you're causing someone else to do an Avera. Okay, question, comments on that, and then we will begin the Sosisharam. Question, comments? Yes, Chai. I get, I get why you shouldn't ask someone why someone got divorced. That right. That totally makes sense. But like, right. you go over to someone and you say, how was your day? Like, 
People want to talk about what happened. No, that's fine. How was your day is fine. How are your teachers? People want to talk about how Okay, but they're, but they're already, once, you're, once you are talking about other people, you have to be careful. You could say, there's nothing wrong with saying, did you have a good day? But once you start saying, and again, one second, let's remember, if it's someone who you're close with, who you're opening up to, to discuss certain things that bother you, then you're allowed to. We're just talking about, oh, a guy comes back from a Shabbos meal, no, how was the meal? And then he starts talking and talking, and he comes back from a wedding, oh gosh, they were terrible, the food was terrible, you know, just stop talking just to talk. But if something really bothers you, or just to say, how was your day? I had a great day, I had a hard day, this was hard for me. And at the end of the day, usually when you ask someone how a Shabbos meal was, they're usually going to say, oh yeah, it was beautiful. Right, good, yeah, but you have to be careful, correct? You have to be careful, I agree. What do you do if it, if it wasn't? If it, if, right? What are you going to do? Guy goes away. You have to, not everyone's as nice as you, Chaim. So it's, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Any, anybody else? Just clarification? Okay, beautiful. All right, let's continue. Hashem will help each and every one of us today and every day to be Zocha, to not speak Lashon Hara, not to speak about any other Jew to see only the beauty in each other, and most importantly, to see the beauty in yourself. Because when you see the beauty in yourself, that overflows into the beauty of everyone else. So we should, we and all the Jewish people will be zocha to that, today and every day. Amen. Okay, let us begin. Um, it says, we're, we're, we're in the middle of Paragimel, and the... What we spoke about yesterday was very powerful, and that is, is that we are all blind. We're blind to a certain extent to our own faults. We are blind. Adam is karabet atzmo. A person is close to himself, and the only person here who you can't see, you can see everybody. The only person you can't see is yourself. It's the only person you can't see, and your whole life, the only person who you can't see is yourself. That's why we need other people. That's why we need other people to help us. When a person goes ahead, that line that I, that I love, right, that uh, Gedalia Arbach shared with me, was stop protecting yourself and help yourself. Many times we protect ourselves is that we don't want to get the help that we need. But when a person opens himself up, and what happens is then you're left with you and yourself, and you don't know what your problems are. You don't know exactly what you have to work on. As opposed to going over to somebody else and saying, okay, what is it that I have to work on? Help me understand what I have to work on. And when you make a list of those things, it's okay, now I have what to do. It doesn't mean you can't add things that you have to work on. But I would suggest for everybody, I'm being serious, I would suggest not to put on your list the things that you think you have to work on. Because many times the things that you think you have to work on are not really the things you have to work on. And that you need other people, and you need close friends, and you need a Rebbe, or you need a therapist, or you need someone to guide you to explain to you the things that you need to work on. So says the Masils Yisharim, one second, Meyer, says the Masils Yisharim, The first step is, I want to change my life. If you don't have the, I want to change my life, then you're going to protect. You're going to protect. If you want to change your life, then you're willing to do anything. You're willing to hear anything. If you don't want to change your life, you're not going to hear the truth. 
If you want to change your life, you're willing to hear anything from anyone. Give me another example. Give me another Eitzah. Oh, I should try this. Oh, I should try this. You'll take it. If you don't want to change your life, you're going to protect yourself even from the truth about what you need to change. So the first step is you got to want to change. You have to want to change. And if you don't want to change, at least get in touch with the fact that I want to want to change. I know that deep down I want to want to change. But the stronger your want to change is, the more excited you will be to want to hear constructive criticism on yourself. Meyer, go for it. Um, why would somebody put a problem convince himself that he has a problem if it's not a problem that he actually really has? I mean, why would someone do that? Yeah. It's not that he would... Where does it come from? Where does it come from? Where does that come from? Um, that's a good question. The fact that we're, that, we're, that we're limited in what we can see in ourselves. Again, something that you know you do wrong, not you. Something that a person knows he does wrong. So then that's, that's not, I'm not talking about that. Somebody who knows, oh, I got to stop doing X, Y, Z. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about the next level. Talking about a person understanding. I know when I go, I know, just to give you an example, I know when I go to speak with my Rebbe, my Rebbeim, and I, and I don't do it often, but when I go and, and I think that they're going to tell me this, they usually don't tell me that. And they usually tell me the exact opposite of what I think they're going to tell me. So sometimes a person can think, right, here, this is an example. I'll, I'll give you an example. Right, I've spoken about this, about Shabbos. People say, I struggle with Shabbos and I've I think this happened two years ago that it hit me here in Yeshiva when we were talking about certain things it came out that, that people don't struggle with Shabbos they struggle with anxiety and, and, and on Shabbos right they, they, they have nothing to do and they have no connection to Shabbos and they're sitting there you know bored or whatever it is so their struggle they think I'm convinced it's about Shabbos yes it is important to learn about Shabbos, and it's important to know what Shabbos is. It's only uh, probably one of the most important thing as a Jew to connect to. It's Shabbos. I'm saying that's, that's a different conversation. But the, but the problem that I think I have is, oh, I have a, so much of a problem with Shabbos. No, you don't. You couldn't put your phone down on Tuesday if someone asked you to put your phone down. So that's, so that's, so that's an example where someone in his head could think, oh, I know my problem. My problem is, uh, I have a problem with, uh, you know, we've spoken about this with social anxiety, right? I walk into a room and I get all nervous, you know, that's not your problem. Your problem is that you expect to feel good all the time and you don't like to not feel good. That would be an example. That would be an example. Yes, David. I mean, when you have something to work on, those three words to work on are make the words true. Now what? Uh oh, to work on. Oh, very nice. Two, to work on is two. Beautiful. Wow, I like that. You made that up? What? I never made that up. I never heard that. Beautiful. Very nice. Very good. So, if you want to work on something, I like that a lot. To work on, if you want to know what you have to work on, right, you got to get someone else in your life to help you. Say, what do you think I have to work on? And, like we said, we're going to talk more specific. If you want to work on yourself, then you're willing to listen to everybody. You're willing to listen to the little kid who says something to you. 
But if you don't want to work on yourself, you can have the smartest man. You can have Moshe Rabbeinu come to you and sit down with you in a dream and tell you, son, this is what you have to work on. He's like, okay, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure I'm up to that. I'm worried I'm going to get burnt out. I'm worried this. You're going to have all the excuses why you don't want to work on that. But somebody who's hungry, or let me say better, someone who's starving, if you're starving, right, Yitzi, what was that quote you put on the thing yesterday? Yeah. If you have your why, I will search deep inside of me for the why, which is why am I doing this? Why am I here? Like we said yesterday, Shimon Gold, what we spoke about yesterday. Why am I in yeshiva? Why am I learning? Why do I put on tefillin? Why do I daven? Why do I have my, that's the positive. Why do I have my negatives? Why do I go to drugs, alcohol, to escape? Why do I go to my phone when I'm uncomfortable? Why do I give in to my title? Why am I lazy? Why am I this? When you have that strong very clearly, that will allow you to run through any wall that is in front of you. Otherwise, what does a wall do? Thank you, Yitzi. Otherwise, what does a wall do? What a wall does is a wall has one of two options for a person. When you hit a wall, you have two ways that you can understand that wall. Either that wall is telling me I got to turn around, or that wall is telling me how bad do I want what it is that I want. How bad do I want it? Many times, oh, I tried this, I pushed, right? I gave it a week, right? I gave it a week, right? We could laugh. I gave it a week. I gave it a week. And how long have you given the other thing? Oh, 20 years. Oh, but the other thing I gave a week. I gave a week. Oh, I'm such a negative guy. How long have you been negative for? Uh, since I've been in my mother's womb, because my mother's very negative. And how long have you been trying to be positive for? Well, I did five affirmations yesterday about that I'm, that I'm such a positive guy, and I just, I just can't seem to break it. Try another 20 years, buddy. What does that mean? You have 20 years of negative thinking. You at least need 20 years of positive thinking. And instead, what do we do? A uh, couple weeks in, that's it. I can't do this anymore. Why? Because you don't have that clarity. You don't have that clarity. You're not starving for your greatness. You're not starving for the change. You're okay being mediocre. You're okay being negative. You're okay with that. Yes, really. You say the same thing to somebody who's been doing affirmations for a year? Like up until 20 years? Right. I've never met, so Surly's asking... Would I say that to someone who's doing affirmations for a year? So I have two comments on that. Number one, I've never met anyone who did affirmations for a year who, who, who uh, didn't change. Number two, if the guy's doing affirmations for a year, then it must be working. No one's doing affirmations for a year after it works. It works. It works, 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 works. You do affirmations for, I don't know if everybody knows affirmations. Affirmations, I would suggest to everybody. You don't have to say, oh, there's something wrong with me. I got to do affirmations. What does that mean? Affirmations, I do affirmations every, every, I, try, I don't want to say every. I try and do affirmations at night, in the morning, as much as I can. The more affirmations you do, affirmations are, I am happy. I am, you know, smart. I am connected to Hashem. I am, right? Gratitude. You do those things. You live as, uh, I'm so happy you posted that because I love that. I love that line that, I, that Hashem sent to me. But you got to bombard your brain. Bombard. Like, like Navy, Air Force, Marines, 
foot soldier. You got to bombard your brain with positive thoughts and love and 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 affirmations of who you are. You have to bombard it because we've all been bombarded with the opposite. We've all been bombarded with, oh, you can't do it, you can't this. Yes, you've been compared to this one, or you're this, you're that. You've got to bombard yourself with that. It's got to become, you've got to get addicted to that. You've got to become obsessed with that. You become obsessed with loving yourself in your mind. You become a, a, obsessed with accepting yourself. You become obsessed with feeling a certain way. You will finally be able to live the life that you are given to live. As opposed to like, uh, uh, okay, okay, it's okay. And what happens when the in-laws show up? What's going to happen when you're, when, you're, you know, when you're dealing with your wife and you're dealing with your baby and you're dealing with different things? Then what are you going to do? Then you're going to start, start now. Start now where you don't have all of these things. Yes, Chaim? So like in case someone wants, wants to be happy, right? Yeah. So you were saying someone who does affirmations, he does it for... Two three days and says I can't do this anymore. Right. So, I mean, I feel like most people, at least, at least with me, like it's I'm not necessarily going to say to myself, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to say to myself, this isn't the route to happiness. Because everyone wants to be happy. Right. Know, right. This isn't the route. I feel like that's right. a lot. Right. But how? But you need. Oh, you can do this. It's a lot easier than this is the right way to do it because right. there's a lot more doubt. Right. But 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 there are certain principles and there are certain things that work. There's a reason why. There's a whole world, and there's a. There's, I'm saying it works. Right, correct. So good. So oh, so wait. So Chaim's saying a good point. Oh, so then you're going to start questioning. That's what we're talking about. That's you're going to start questioning. You're going to start questioning. So you got an obstacle. There's something that comes my way. I'm trying something, and then I got. How many times does a guy say, "Okay, that's it. I'm trying to quit this and this and that," and then a week later, two weeks later, he has a, a tremendous strong. Uh, push against it, or two days later, three days later. Know what that, no, no, you know what all that is? It's one thing. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want to be happy? Are you, are you like a little hungry for happiness, or you're starving for happiness? When you're starving for something, you will do anything to get it. And yeah, you're going to fail. Yeah, you're going to stumble. Yeah, you're going to, but I will get there. The difference between the person who gets there and the person who doesn't get there is, is based on how badly the person wants to get there. It's nothing to do with talent, nothing to do with the way you grew up, nothing to do with that's the biggest, right? People who, are, who have good marriages, people who have good relationships, people who work on themselves with their relationship with Hashem, people who are happy, did not get lucky. These are people who worked, they put in the work, and they're starving to experience that and to get that. And if you're not hungry, you will pay for that. Because you'll be hungry for, I don't know if you'll be hungry for something else, but you'll sort of be satisfied with, with uh, you know, I don't know, with, with mediocre, whatever it is. You won't be satisfied. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Good point, Chaim. Um, like Rabbi was saying, the, one of the problems that many marriages have that the second they struggle, they start running to their mother-in-law and to their phone, and as Reverend said, there's no success story or love story that didn't have struggles. That's what makes the love story and the success amazing, and, and I was just thinking, in, in the mission of today, in Ehrman, it says one should not stand in Rishos and drink in Rishos 
And I think basically what it's saying is stay in your lane. Because the word is going to get dragged out. And everyone has to find themselves some the right people and stay in your lane. Because if you go in someone else's lane or the wrong lane, you could mess up. But the struggle and the success of everything from, I, I always think about Steve Jobs. Um, he was sitting in his basement. People made fun of him. And he said, and he believed in what he believed, that he prevailed in the Western world that we have the iPhone today. And if he would say, ah, people are making fun of me, I'm struggling, he wouldn't get to where he wanted to. And the struggle is part of the success. Beautiful. Shkoff, right? Hey, beautiful. 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 And, and I just want to, I want to, I want to jump on that a little bit, a little bit more what Rabbi Tzi is saying. That's where it gets very personal. That's where it gets, hunger is not something, when you're hungry for something, it's not something that you could copy. You can't copy that I want this. You can't say, okay, everybody here, let's all decide that we are hungry for happiness. Everyone here, let's decide that we want to be hungry not to be lazy, right? Every person has to decide within themselves to say, what is it that I am hungry for? This guy, everybody want, obviously wants to be happy. Everybody obviously doesn't want to be lazy. But each person here has something specific that is very personal, that they want to say, I want to break through this barrier. This guy, it could be, I overthink. This person, it could be, oh, I hate my relationship with my parents. This one, it could be, I need to become more secure. This one could be, I got to forget my past. This guy could be, I don't know, I wish I was just normal. Whatever it might be, everyone's got to figure out within themselves and dig deep and say, what is it that I want to get? And then you go get it. And then you say, I'm willing to work day and night to go get it. So someone's going to say, what's someone going to say? But let's say I don't know what I'm hungry for yet. Let's say I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to. So what am I going to answer to that? Yeah, someone? How many books did you read? Okay, good. One second. Good, good. Almost. Good, good. Almost. That's also, but I wouldn't say that right away yet because he's not, I'm not sure what book to tell him to read, but good. What? You're asking one what you should do and then you ask You're hungry to find out what you're hungry to There you go, Mayor. Beautiful. Exactly. You gotta be, you gotta be, someone can't, you, right? I mean, you could. I'm saying, someone says, okay, good, Rabbi Fisher, beautiful, Masil Sharm, what did you talk about today? We spoke about being hungry about something, let me say better, I'm sorry, being starving to get something, and then once I'm starving to get something, work and work and work and work to get it. And walls are gonna come up, and that will challenge, well, how hungry are you really? As opposed to, okay, uh, uh, the wall went up, I'm out, I'm out, no! No, how hungry are you really? How starving are you really? So someone's going to say, okay, great, but I don't know what I'm hungry for. So you've got to get hungry to figure out what you're hungry for. You've got to say, okay, I am committed to find out. Now, what are the ways to do that? Moshe, like you're saying, you could speak to people. You could then speak to someone and say, clarify, because most of the time, you know deep down what you want, you might be afraid to try because of your failures. You might have a lot of fears, right? Fears, fears, haven't said this in a while. Fears are two, one of two things, fears. F, guys remember this from quarantine, F-E-A-R. Remember those days? F-E-A-R. Either forget everything and run, which a lot of times we do. 
Forget everything, run, I'm out. This is too crazy. Forget everything, run, I'm out. Right? Or face everything and rise. F-E-A-R, face everything and rise. And it's difficult sometimes to face everything and rise, myself included. Many times, to this day, I forget everything and I run when I have fears. But I got to learn. That's why I, I love when we all do this together because it strengthens me to face everything and to rise, to try and face everything and rise. And like David says, right, to, to right, to, to, you know, what was it again? To, to work on. What, what do I have to work on? Get somebody else to help you. Yes, Dove. Okay. Yes. Um, when you're, I mean, we were talking about affirmations, and there's like commitment to doing positive affirmations, not doing it. I'm just, the point I'm trying to make is that even when you're not committed to doing positive affirmations, that's just as much as still doing affirmations. You're affirming that you're not, A, doing good affirmations. Correct. Or Correct. you're affirming yourself as Correct. yourself. Correct. Day, if you are not so well said. Not, I'm hungry. I'm this. I'm this. It's all positive or negative. It's still an affirmation. Beautiful. So don't be affirming. Okay, good. I still have a question. Well, I know, but I want everyone to hear your first one. Well, hey, okay. Dovey's saying an amazing, amazing point. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing point. I don't even know if we ever spoke about this. We've spoken about this, but not in this context. And I mean, like, in a long time. You're always affirming. Affirming means you're saying something that is true. So if you're saying, if you're not saying, I am smart, you know what you're saying? I am dumb. You might not want to accept that. If you're, not, if you're not saying, I am, I'm going to create a good day, you're saying, I am a victim to my day. And that my day is dependent on the weather outside, not the weather inside. That is what you are saying. If you are not saying that you're great, if you're not saying that you are great, then you're saying that you're not great. Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Thank you, Dovi. It's not the shot. This is so clear. It's not the shot. Thank you, Dovi. That's, that's a game changer every time I speak about it. Lynette. Don't think when you're not saying, someone says, oh, it's so nice. We talk about positivity. It's so, it's so beautiful. Positivity. I'm going to talk about positivity. I don't have to talk about positivity. If you ain't talking about positivity, you're talking about negativity. If you're not, if you're not working on seeing the good in everybody, then you are seeing the bad in everybody. That's a fact. That's what Dovey's saying. Amazing, Dovey. Amazing. 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 It's so true. It's scary. It's scary. The Gras says it. The Gras says, right? This world, I mean, he doesn't say it like this. I'm going to say it in 2020 language that I heard from Rabbi Les. This world is an escalator. It's a downward escalator. If you stay and don't move on an escalator, you automatically are going to go down. Automatically. If you're not going against the grain, if you are not going against and being positive, you automatically are going to be going negative. Okay. Go. Question, Question. Is, so being that we stand on the affirmation side, Beautiful. We, we always are committed to some form of hunger. Right, so now I'm questioning, what does the Ramchal consider though a valid hunger? Because there's certain things right. I'm hungry for right. now, right. and there's certain things I was hungry for right. as a kid, right? And then I never knew about certain things I'm hungry for right now. And when I was a kid, I never, but I still have that still hunger. So where's my legitimate, when Beautiful. I dig deep, 
Beautiful. Where is that deep, deep coming from? Beautiful. You know, that hunger. And, and that, like, I can get to that legitimate hunger that I have now. Not if I consider legitimate hunger now, and I'll get to it. But, Beautiful. But, like, what did I just get to? I accomplished. Beautiful. Like, I don't know if that was really my, my hunger. I'm really feeling it. It Beautiful. might just be a hunger I feel. Beautiful. Beautiful. The best time. Beautiful. Wow. Rabbi Tzvi, Rabbi Tzvi, you heard what Dovi's asking. Mamish, it's from our conversation yesterday. These two things, clear as a, as a whistle. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, Mamish. Amazing. L- literally a segue, which I'll wrap up, and then Amir Tzvi will continue, Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow. I'm going to wrap up on what Dovi's saying, because this is really what the Mesil Sharm is going to talk about right now. He says like this, there are two problems, and I will answer this. I'm going to answer in one second, but we're going to answer this. Your question. Dovi's question is, how do I clarify the ultimate, first of all, hunger changes. It's always changing. And how do I clarify what's the most important thing to be hungry about? Right? I think that's a little bit what you're asking. Yeah? How do I clarify? You be the wrong hunger. You be the wrong hunger. So the Basil Sharm says like this. He says, this world is doyma lalayla. This world is dark. It's considered dark. Oilam is malash and helam, which means... You can't see God in this world. You have to find God in this world. God is hiding. Hashem is hiding. And if you don't search for Him, He will not exist for you. If you don't look for Him, if you just let the world be the way the world is, this world is called Helam, which means I and Lam and Mem, which means it's hidden. So God is hidden. And there's a darkness because of that. And if you don't search to find God, if you don't reach out to find people who are holding a candle, which we'll talk about, who can guide you to find God, then you will live in the darkness of this world. A darkness that is void of happiness, a darkness that is void of everything. God, Hashem, is all the good that you can imagine. All the good that you can imagine is God. When someone says, oh, well, how could that be? If you say that God is all good, blah, 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 and Judaism are this, but I've had Shabbos and I grew up and Shabbos was terrible. Guess what? You didn't have Shabbos then. You didn't have Shabbos. If Shabbos was terrible, then you didn't have Shabbos. Then that's not God, correct. Oh, well, Torah and my Rebbe and my this was all terrible and negative. I don't get it. Correct. And you didn't experience God. You didn't experience Hashem. You didn't experience it. Because why? Because Hashem is, is, is the best of the best, is the sweetest of the sweetest. It takes time to get there. It takes time to break it through. If it were so easy, what would be the big deal? Everybody would just be, we'd be in Olam Haba already. If God revealed Himself and everything was all just easy, here I am, I appear, that would be Mashiach. And what, what would be the whole point? The whole purpose of life is I can't see him and you got to go find him. you got to search for him. It's like a treasure. Imagine spending your whole life. Imagine if someone told you that there is a treasure, a real treasure, a real, real treasure. And then you got to spend 20, 30 years searching for that treasure. But when you hit that treasure, in that treasure is a billion dollars. You will have a billion dollars for your family, for your community, forever and ever and ever. Right? You'd get to work and you'd start working. 20 years? I'll take 20 years. That's what people do. People work 20, 30, 40 years for what? To do what? To fill up a bank account, to have an IRA, to have a, you know, trust funds. Blah, blah. That's beautiful. But they're spending their whole entire life on what? Building up a bank account. 
But when it comes to something much higher than that, as it says, if you're going to search for it like you search for money, you have people who think about money day in. You want to talk about affirmations. Anyone ever looked into reading books on money and this? you got to have affirmations. Affirmations daily. I am rich. I have all the money. You walk around like a rich man already. You live your whole entire life obsessed with money. Any wealthy person will tell you that. You're obsessed with it. That's all you think about. And that's only money. But your life, that I'm not obsessed about. That I'll obsess, as Menachem Goldberger says, right? The dogs chase their tail. But at least they're chasing their own tail. I'm not chasing someone else's tail. I'm not chasing someone else's tail. When a person wants to go ahead and he's got to figure out life, he's got to work for it. You got to work for it. You got you to gotta be willing to sacrifice your life for it because it's your life. It's literally your life. Okay, we'll continue, God willing, on. Uh, yes, Moshe. Oh, yes, please. Yes. There's no talent here. This is hard work. This is an obsession. Talent does not exist. We are all equal as human beings. We could be anyone if you put the time in. You always the top, and that's that. I'm not talented. I'm obsessed. Wow. Beautiful. Amazing. 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 I love I'll tell you why I love that. Can I tell you why I love that? I love it besides the obsession part, Moshe. What I love about it is he said a few times, it's not the talent. People think, okay, in third grade, right, I was just spaced out in third grade. And I just didn't have, I had just ants in my pants. And I couldn't learn. And I have ADDDD. We all have ADD, but some more than others. And I just was told my whole life that I'm not talented to learn, to be successful. Correct. Correct. I'm not talented. That's why I got to work even harder. And the difference between those who are successful... The difference between those who are successful, I think they said this about Michael Jordan, one of the most, I mean, I know in my day, Michael Jordan was like, was like the king, right? I remember one of the people, one of the people said that they went to, when they were with him in the Olympics, his talent, everyone says, Michael Jordan is talented. No one ever saw someone play basketball so talented. And someone said when they went to, to work, work with him, they said, that's not what got them, what got them crazy when, when they went to, uh, to, uh, to uh, wherever they went for the Olympics the first time. They said he was in the gym the earliest and he left the gym the latest and his work, his hard work, is what, is what baffled them. People get confused and they think that, oh, in order for me to be this, I gotta be the smartest, I gotta have all the money in the world, I gotta have everything perfect, but me, the track that I went on, I got thrown out of this school, I got thrown out of that school, I wasn't successful here, but my brother, or that guy, that's success. You know what success is? He went to the same elementary school the whole time, he went to the same high school, he was the teacher's favorite, but not me. I'm gonna be that guy who's that guy. The answer is don't lie to yourself, that's a lie. You're lying to yourself. If you put in the hard work, if you put in the hard work, you will get there. And not only will you get there, you'll get there with flying colors because people who got there, who got there, say the only way they got there was through hard work. That's the lie that, 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 that we tell ourselves. Yes, Almi. Thank you, Moshe. Beautiful. We were talking about in uh, attitude of gratitude yesterday. 
you don't actually need anything in your life to change. If you just focus on the good, you'll see good in everything. Don't Correct. Don't people think like, oh, I need to be happy. I need this to change. I need Correct. That to change. Correct. Don't just focus on the good. Correct. Correct. And then, very good, Zalmi. Very good. And then, this is, we said this a little bit earlier, then you can actually do the change that you need to do. When you're waiting for everything outside of you to change, then all that does is give you the free pass that I don't have to change. I don't have to change. The sun, when it's, when it's a nice day outside, then I'll be happy. When my mother refers to me and talks to me a certain way, then I'll be happy. When I have money in the bank, then I'll be happy. When I can wake up in the morning and jump out of bed and feel like a king, then I'll be happy. No, all that is is an excuse not to be happy, <laughs> an excuse not to jump out of bed, an excuse not to call your mom and to say, I love you, even if you don't relate to me like that. Beautiful, Zalmi, beautiful. beautiful. Okay, let's wrap this up. Um, yeah. I was just yeah. Um, that, um, I feel that which is true that if you're <coughs> if you're doing a positive affirmation or if you're not, you're at least doing you're affirming something, right? Correct. You're always uh, affirming. But even though, like it's let's say I recently realized I have a problem, right? right. So I affirm to Rebbe that I have an issue, right? right? So it could look at that as a negative thing because I right. said I have something negative, right? But that in itself is positive. Right. Because I came to the realization that I have an issue. Correct. So instead of seeing a negative thing negative, you could also see a negative right. thing positive, and then Beautiful. everything's positive. Beautiful. 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 Yes. And if anyone knows about IPCO, which I'm not going to get into now, right? He kept on switching between issue and problem, right? Or is it a challenge? Or is it an opportunity? That's the IPCO. Is it an issue? Is it a problem? Is it a challenge or an opportunity? You kept on saying, if you notice Yosef's words, he kept on saying, I had a problem, I have an issue, right? That in itself is something to get clear. Or you could say, I have a challenge or I have an opportunity. I'll end off with that. Hashem will help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha to live today the way we want to live today. Live today the way you want to live your life. Because you're in your life. Right now your life is happening. And just to remind everybody, it's Erev Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Kislev, I'm just doing this over and over. Kislev, Teves, Shvat, and then you go to the airport. Again, that's three months. And that doesn't include the weekends. It doesn't include a trip here and there. It doesn't include a day off. It doesn't include any laziness. Teves, Kislev, one month. Teves, two months. Shvat, three months. Three months, guys. And then guess what? You start packing and you get your passports out. So there's a lot of work to get done. Let's get what? Oh, amen, 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 amen. Hashem will help each and every one of us to have an amazing day. Create the day that you want to have. Don't worry about your past. Your past does not exist. And your future does not exist. The only thing that you have is today as the first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.